life do you love most? Who do you go to for advice and who comes to you? Is there a person or people who you find it really hard to relate to or love on? Relationships are the cornerstone of life on this earth. We as humans are created to live with and love one another. But we would be kidding ourselves if we said it all came naturally with all people and in all seasons of life. Life is far too complex for that to be the case. I love people. I believe it takes hard work and constant learning about each other and ourselves to love each other and ourselves well. This is what our 30 minutes a week will be chock full of. I hope you have a fresh cup of coffee or maybe you're settling into a drive or both. We're going to get right to it listening and learning and challenging ourselves to develop strong, vulnerable, and lasting relationships so that we can continually become a little better and a lot more together. I'm your hostess, Charlie Roanhouse, and this is the Growing True Podcast. Hey crew, welcome in. So excited that you're here to listen in on my conversation with Stacy LeBrun. She's our yoga faith instructor, and she just comes in with such great insight. She's going to talk to us today about a new way of approaching and practicing yoga than you may have experienced in gyms or studios. Shares with us how yoga spans physical, mental, and spiritual self care. And she really blesses us with her understanding and wisdom in being a woman who cares deeply for others and herself in a time and in a role as women, mothers, wives, and otherwise, where we often forget ourselves or we don't have the time or don't feel we do to really care for ourselves. Towards the end there, she gives us some awesome resources to make yoga a part of our everyday or every few days or whatever is best for you. I can't wait to connect with you. Please tell me what you think. You can find me on Instagram at Growing True Char or leave a review on this podcast wherever you're listening to podcasts. So first of all, thank you for being here. My pleasure. After my first class with you, I was like, I don't know if you remember, I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. This is like, I've and I've done yoga before. Mm-hmm. I've done, you know, I did hot yoga when that got really popular and it was, it was nice and um, I've done like YouTube yogas and if someone invited me, I would go, but I had never done a yoga class like that one mm-hmm. or the ones that you run because of the faith aspect, mm-hmm. you know, yoga is so ma- so much of your mind as well as your body. And so it's hard when you're a believer to do both things simultaneously on your own. So when you lead it the way you do, it's just like, it's like sitting in prayer for an hour. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'd love if you could tell us a little bit about your yoga practice and maybe even start with what it means, what it means when you say, like you'll tell us part of your practice mm-hmm. or what is your practice going to be tonight? Um, could you explain that and then yours? Sure. Maybe? So for me personally, the first time I went to a yoga class, I think I was like 19 and I went to a local gym and this was a long, long time ago. And at the time I thought, oh, this will be fun try to do something new or whatever and I came away from the class and it was it was lovely like I felt really strong afterwards in a different way than doing let's say free weights which is what I was more used to or doing like cardio classes and I really enjoyed it and I felt like oh that and then I just kind of periodically would do yoga classes here and there whenever I had the opportunity but they were sporadic and then I started going 
more frequently when my my kids got a little bit older, it was a little easier to find a little time for myself. And that's exactly yeah. what I viewed it as okay. like my time for me, because I was giving 24 hours a day to everyone else, which was a gift and a blessing. Were you a stay home mom at that time? I no, I actually was a single mom and oh, I wow. worked full time. Okay. So um, when the kids were in school, I had arranged it so that when uh, when they were off of school, I would be off of work okay. and I stayed home on Friday, Saturdays and Sundays and I would get home after they got home from school. So I was literally every moment of every day was essentially pouring out myself to others. Yeah. And thanks be to God that I survived all yeah. of that. So I would go to yoga classes just as my own personal way of being able to relax and just try to reconnect. And while I was going to these classes, as much as I enjoyed the asanas or the poses, it was just essentially a way of moving in prayer for me. So mm -hmm. traditionally, if you go to, let's say, more of a secular yoga class, they can vary. So if you go to one that's at a gym, most likely you're not getting any kind of background in yoga, or you can go to specific studios and they may have Buddhas and pictures and all of these other things. And okay. I would just find myself in prayer, which I'm all, I always feel like I'm in prayer constantly anyway, like I'm in a constant conversation with God. So awesome. this was just another way of connecting my prayer to my breath, to my body, to my movement. And I just found something really, really beautiful in it. So it was just another way of praying that felt, what's the word I'm looking for? Just fluid, I guess is probably a good word for it. And there's so many poses that become prayerful poses for me in mm -hmm. particular and yeah just kind of like I said just kind of praying in motion and I would go to these classes and I would feel unfulfilled in some way because mm -hmm. they would play their music and sometimes if it's just like music, music with yeah exactly spa music right then I can kind of just connect to my thoughts and then there's a lot of secular music that I connect with God. Like I can think of right. like old Stevie Wonder songs, you know, and I'm like, oh, that I see that as a Jesus song. Yeah, every once in a while, Justin Bieber or someone comes out the right, song right. and I'm, I'm like, like, wait, that's a Jesus I song. I hear you, yep. but also I hear you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just started kind of connecting it with more Christian-based music also, whether it was um, instrumental or whether it was with lyrics. And I just find myself, it's, it's just another expression, another expression of prayer, which I find really, really beautiful and fulfilling. And I feel, I feel really good afterwards. Yeah. How, and what is a yoga practice? So there's different types of yoga. Of course, there's a varying types. A yoga practice traditionally is that you're going to set time aside for yourself to maybe do some movements. Some some yoga is no movement whatsoever. Or maybe you're going to do some movements and you're just going to kind of guide yourself whatever time frame that looks like. So maybe okay. that's 15 minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's an hour. And ideally it's just what brings you back to your mat. So for me, I'm working things out through my mat, through God obviously, but a mm -hmm. lot of it happens on my mat. Okay. So in addition I guess prior to really re doing a lot of yoga, I would find that time walking perhaps, okay. you know, so just kind of thinking in prayer and working things out through my head. That would be one form of it. But yoga just felt more organic. to yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds like a, I know a lot of people who do that. They're like, I need to go on a walk or for or regular exercise or even like taking a bath mm -hmm. but or taking a drive, something right. Yeah. Like I just need to kind of reset everything. Very cool. And then how does <laughs> yoga faith 
differ from traditional yoga? So when I decided that I wanted to become an instructor, I had gone to some yoga classes and then I had ended up in this one class in particular by accident completely. And it was a yin yoga class. So that's very different than your traditional yang yoga or yang yoga, however you want to pronounce it, where there's a lot of movement. In yin, there's very little movement. It's a very, very quiet practice. And I left that practice, which at the beginning, I didn't realize that's what I'd signed up for and was about to leave that practice. (laughs) But then I was like, no, I'm already here. And was so moved by God in that practice that I literally left that practice thinking, I want to be an instructor. I want to bring this to churches because it's so so beautiful. It's such a a beautiful opportunity for prayer in of itself. I started looking for, uh, I didn't even think that there was a Christian yoga because yeah, I I had no idea. I literally was thinking I'm going to have to reinvent yoga. (laughs) (laughs) That feels cumbersome, but okay. (laughs) And then as God would have it in his infinite kindness and in his infinite wisdom, I'm on an airplane one day and I'm going through a magazine at the back of a magazine. There's this this little snippet for this place called Yoga Faith and it's a Christian yoga school. Mm. So like I said, I didn't realize there were, there were Christian yoga schools. So I looked into it and I looked into some others as well. And I ultimately ended up doing like a retreat with them where I wasn't doing a training, but I just went to kind of see what they were about for a couple of days. And I was blown away. I mean, oh my goodness. It was, you were me that first. (laughs) (laughs) It was I mean, I don't even know if there's words to describe it. It was so spirit filled. And Michelle, who's the owner of of Yoga Faith, it was so biblically based. Everything was scripture based, everything. Mm. And where for me, in my experience, when I looked at some of the other yoga schools, Mm -hmm. they seemed more kind of corporate. I mean, I'm not trying to Mm. say anything bad about Mm -hmm. anybody. It's just for me, from my experience, where Yoga Faith really... I mean, they, they had done all the work, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they really, oh my goodness, like they really connected all to God, all of it. That's so awesome. when it came time for me to do my yoga instruction to become a trainer, I thought, well, I definitely want to do this because I was, even though there were other yoga schools, at some point during those, that training, you know, they're going to start talking about Hinduism and all of these other things, which For me, I know personally I'm going to check out of because that's, I don't believe that. That's not, it's not going to inform you. That's not going to help me in any way. I'm literally going to check out. Very cool. And do you, have you come across a lot? I, I'm not even deep in yoga. I don't, it's not a lot, a big part of my life. It's bigger now than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. But I have come across Christians specifically who are very against yoga. Right. Right. And do you, what's your kind of answer to, calm those fears well I understand where that comes from so Mm -hmm. there are some yoga practices that uh, for me for instance probably the number one is like kundalini which is in my opinion evil like Mm. it's not I would I ended up in a kundalini class not really knowing what it was experience that literally prayed the entire time while I was in this classroom And I was like, oh my gosh, never, never again. So Mm. sometimes I feel like, oh, people ended up in that type of class and I would wholeheartedly Mm. agree with them. Like, there's no way. I know that there's also some, there are opinions about, let's say, meditating, for example. 
So if you're looking at ancient yoga or even some even like new age things or whatever, when you think about meditation, it means that you're emptying your mind, mm-hmm. which that's not what you would be doing in prayer. Like if you're meditating on the word or if you're meditating in prayer, that's different. You're keeping Christ as the center. You're meditating specifically on Christ or you're kind of quieting everything else so that his voice is louder, so that his light shines brighter. So I think that's where people get confused that there are these Hindu practices or other versions of it doesn't have to be Hindu. I, I shouldn't be saying that, but just where the that's just the, the origin. Popular, yeah, the origins yeah. of it can come from in the sense of, well, that's completely against Christ, and mm-hmm. and yet yeah, there's some truth to that. But that's not to say that that's what all yoga is. Yoga mm-hmm. essentially is moving your body. There's different limbs of yoga, so mm-hmm. there's eight limbs, and they actually correlate very nicely with with the Ten Commandments, which oh, is wow. yeah. Really so cool. there's you know, uh, for example, one of the the limbs is to do no harm. So obviously Ten Commandments is to yeah. love one another, right? Love God first and foremost. Above all things, you know, and and thou shalt not kill. Yeah, so they, I mean, there is a a blending there where you can, um, where it can be redeemed to a a Christ like practice. The way that I explain to people who practice secular yoga versus Christian yoga is if you were to go into a yoga studio and when you walked in, you went to this class, and during the class, the instructor had made a couple of comments perhaps about somebody who's on the opposite political side that you're on. Mm -hmm. So whoever you are voting for, they are talking about the opposite person. And if it just kind of sprinkled in here and there, you're probably still going to do your practice, not really pay much attention to that, right? So Mm -hmm. you can still kind of get through your class. And that's similar to going to like a secular studio and doing yoga or going to a gym. But there are other times that you can walk in. And now it's not just the instructor who's making a couple of comments. You're walking in and there's photographs everywhere of all of these people from a different political party that you don't align yourself with. Yeah. And there's statues to these people. And there's, um, there's all different variations. And everybody's talking about that. Well, in that space, you're going to feel pretty unsafe in the way, maybe spiritually, right? And I found myself going into some studios where that's essentially what's happening. And it's like, nope, I'm just going to keep on praying (laughs) and I'm probably not going to revisit it. So that's another thing. I can see how people would go to a studio, see Buddha, see all of these, um, these drawings or portraits of these different types of gods and feel like that's such an unsafe space to be placing yourself in. Yeah. Right. And I, and I get that as well, but I mean, you can walk in anywhere and you can be placing yourself in an unsafe situation spiritually. And what do we do then? We, we rely on prayer and for protection at that time. And then you make your decision moving forward. If that's something you're going to continue to do. Yeah. So it's really, it's kind of, I'm thinking of, um, like a brick, they say, right? You can either throw it through a window or you can build a house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of how, mm-hmm. you, how you use that thing. And so yoga is not so much the, it's, the, okay. So, and so with your practice, you use all the same movements and all the same kind of, right. the routines, is that yes. the right word so, for it? Uh, so in a traditional yoga practice, they'll use Sanskrit names. Um, that would be the derivative. So the end of every well, pretty much every posture is has asana in it, which means pose. Mm. So um, I don't ever, like when I'm teaching, I just say like the English name for oh, it. Okay. So uh, 
for instance, like cat cow or. Oh my gosh. Um, if I went to a yoga class and they used the Sanskrit names, I wouldn't know what I was doing. And I well, fell I so on top of, like, of it now. Like, I, I so rarely use them. Oh, like, so a mountain pose uh-huh. is called Tadasana. So that's, oh, that's a good, yeah, yeah. So there's some are, uh, oh my goodness, I never use them. I can't even draw them to mind. Yeah, I guess if my you head, did but, them, you would, but now that you say it, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I know that there's also some people who have some re- reservations and they've they've heard that, oh, well, if you're you're worshiping these gods or you're worshiping like so if you're in cat cow, you're worshiping the cat or you're worshiping the cow. Oh. And and that's not true. Right. Okay. So yeah. that doesn't mean They're that there's not some of sort of in somewhere in the history of yoga, perhaps that was something at some point in time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that's what's happening in your practice or yeah. even really traditionally, especially in Western yoga. I don't think anyone is is worshiping cat cows in Western yoga. That's so cool to hear you hear because or to hear you say, because I I've never been against yoga, mm-hmm. but there always was that kind of, you know, this didn't come from. Right. Christ Mm -hmm. directly you know and it did and you were saying like Hinduism you know we shouldn't but I was reading up on yoga and it 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 was what made yoga popular it was kind of the biggest focus recently or who who used it and so yeah and the bible itself has so many things that uh so many postures that actually are related to yoga poses which is interesting like so child's poses where you're you're kneeling yeah. and your uh, your arms are behind you it's a yeah. full bow exactly mm-hmm. so anytime i'm in a child's pose i'm i'm always in prayer and i'm 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 ideally in prayer with the majority of the time but sometimes i'm working things out but if i'm in child's pose i'm offering up gratitude and i'm and i'm humbling myself yeah, before the lord and then yeah. there's also just lying prone i mean there's so many uh, or raising your hands up right like yeah. even like if you're at church and you're raising your hands up during worship music and stuff that's that yeah. looks like an upward salute. That's, you know, you're, but who are you saluting? You're saluting Christ. You're saluting God. Yeah. And that's what I love so much about yoga faith, yoga faith. I keep wanting to say faith. <laughs> that's what I love so much about yoga faith and doing it in your classes that I've done is that it does feel like worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, after a couple classes, because I've done a few before, so mm-hmm. I kind of know the main poses, right. you know, there aren't so many right. actually. And there are moments where, I don't know, I'm going to show you and you're going to tell me. Okay. This, but when we were kind of doing this and okay. we had one foot up, it was a tree pose, right? And it was right. Like, we were like opening our arms up and arms. really mm-hmm. like putting our head up. And it was just like, it felt like when I worship in song at church, mm-hmm. but kind of like just even more, because I had focused so hard on the balancing too. And then right. it, it's in a whole body experience. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's just this manifestation of, of worship and so many, I mean, even putting your hands on your body and breathing you can appreciate the breath that Mm -hmm. god is giving you in that moment in a way that every moment you can say like every moment every breath is a gift but when you're really sitting there allowing like you said quieting everything Everything else else down and letting just who god is and what he wants to say yes yes i always tell everyone i think my main focus in every class that i lead is is there's always such a big emphasis on breath because literally every breath is a gift from God. Every yeah. single, every breath in, every breath out. Even this morning I was teaching um, a different class and I was talking about how, you know, we take our breath for granted. It's in the background all day long, all night long. It's doing its yeah. work. The only time we notice the breath is when we're holding it. So we usually we're holding it if we're in pain, we're holding it. Or when we're out in, of it. Anx- <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Or anxiety or yeah. fear, like it's all these places. And just really 
quieting everything down, letting go, letting God and just yeah. trusting it's his breath that he breathed into us and just really bringing everything back to that, that, that humility of humbling ourselves before the Lord and being so deeply gra- grateful for that gift of breath, that every breath is a gift. Oh, I just, yeah. I could dwell on that all day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. It, and it's, and I wouldn't have, I, I don't know that I would have really gotten to experience that and understand it. And even, even recollecting back on our classes that we've mm-hmm. done together, I, I can get emotional. Like I was tearing up when I was just talking before you started talking again. I was like, are, am I crying today? Are we crying? <laughs> because it's such a gift. Mm. It's such a gift. Um, so I, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are because as soon as I started doing this with you, I went, oh my, this is a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is up there with Bible reading and prayer mm-hmm. and meditation and you know, all those things. And so, cause there isn't a spiritual discipline that's like exercise mm-hmm. that's never listed in the books. Right. So how do you feel like yoga fits in with spiritual disciplines? Do you, in your practice, I guess, do you combine them with other things? Do you separate it and still kind of, you know what I mean? Is yeah, there- I do know what you mean. So for me personally, I heard this interesting uh, thing the other day. I was talking about it's. It was for like a. It's for a Bible a day podcast, Mm. and he was saying, you know, the hardest day to read the Bible is the day after you haven't done it, Mm. right? So it's like you let one day go, and then it's sure is easy to let the second day go. It gets easier to let the third day go, and suddenly you're not in the Word anymore. And I feel like that's prayer falls into that as Mm -hmm. well. So for me, I. I personally feel like I'm in constant conversation, but there are times that it's just quiet and I'll, I'll realize, oh, I, I guess I was busy with other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really, you know, before I'm going to sleep, I'm reflecting, was I in prayer today? And there are days that I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. just because I'm, life is chaotic and all these other things came in front of me. And I think yeah. oh, tomorrow is going to be a better day. Tomorrow I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes there's the effort, but life can still get busy. And ideally, you're not letting it go further than that. So for me, for my, for my practice, because I, I am able to pray in my yoga practice, um, sometimes it's just a matter of like, I need to reset, I need to get on my mat. So if it's been a couple Mm. of days, and it's been every night that I felt like, where did I connect? Those connection points seemed far and few between. I know that I can go to my mat, and that it's going to all kind of reset everything for me just moving the body so even like in our practice when the classes that I've led that you've been a part of you know we'll go through some postures and then we'll do like you know a forward fold and then we'll come back up just to like so if we did a tree posture for instance Mm -hmm. then I always have us just reset the body reset the mind so I feel like the yoga practice does a a remarkable job of that and I think that is with movement I think the goal for the majority of us is that we just want to be healthy right so that's going to look different for for every person so some people healthy is going to be going to the gym and lifting weights some people it's going to be to run a marathon some Mm -hmm. people it's going to be um just taking a couple of extra steps today yeah and some people Mm -hmm. it's going to be yoga so it's just a matter of like kind of finding that thing that works for you for me and and i know for a lot of people yoga can be a surprise at how how effective it can be, how, how strong it can make you feel afterwards, mentally, f- physically, spiritually, all of it kind of combined together. It's, it can be surprising. And then it's just 
kind of like, you know, you get a piece of that and you're like, oh, I want that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. I, so I exercise five days a week and I, I like do some hit stuff, not heavy weights anymore, right. just at home. Cause mm-hmm. I have a two year old. And so <laughs> that's just the place I'm always yes. <laughs> for sure. And I, I don't know if it was the last one or two classes ago, we did a, we did a practice mm-hmm. that was a lot of downward dog uh-huh. and um, planks chaturangas all yes that good stuff. <laughs> and I texted my friend who was there too and I was like I am sore and she goes oh I'm not that sore and then later that day I was like I'm like really really sore mm-hmm. <laughs> you know after the right. like delayed out, yeah. muscle and she's like I'm fine and and then she goes oh I started doing baby cobras like halfway through <laughs> and I was like oh that was an option which everything in your I know, class I, I is an option say, you're yeah. beautiful at that but <laughs> me being me I just was like I'm just gonna keep going right. it felt good in the moment I was just like whoa my shoulders <laughs> so it does it makes you really strong it does make you yeah. very very strong there's different practices but this you know you start doing those planks and those little push-up things and those downward facing dogs yeah. and But you know, it's funny. I feel like a lot of times um, what I hear the most in the classes that I teach from people who have not done yoga is, oh, I'm not flexible enough to do Mm -hmm. yoga. I don't have good enough balance to do yoga. I'm Mm -hmm. not strong enough to do yoga. I'm not disciplined enough to do yoga. And I'm always like, well, if you do yoga, that's going to fix all the (laughs) things. Yeah. No, you're right. And I come from a dance background. And so I am I want and I figure skated too and so flexibility is huge in those two things so when I go into a yoga class I'm always like I want to like go the furthest and that and and just speaking to your practice for anyone who's might come upon you is you're like go and then back off 10 percent and I was like thank you Stacy I needed that permission (laughs) and also yoga is the only exercise I do that I can safely close my eyes yes and so I'm not comparing myself to these two people I'm just kind of in my own right. lane. Yeah. So it's, it is, it is such a, and I noticed at the first class, I was like, everything you said was, if it feels right, right. I suggest this yes. is the option. Mm, and I yes. was like, oh, it feels so good. Yeah. Because so much of life is we have to do these things, right? right? You, you I have these to do's or mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, or I should, or they expect me to. And then I don't I'm I don't have the wealth of knowledge in yoga but at least in your practice that you've brought me through it's very much like if this feels right, right. if pushing further feels right like if your body you is do. saying that's yeah. something you do versus your mind so yeah. we're always you know especially in western civilization there's a lot of ego in the sense of mm. um, I'm going to be the best that I can be I'm going to go further I want to mm. do it exactly how that person is doing it like because if or better if I do right because otherwise <laughs> I'm, I'm failing somehow. Right. And so when I'm leading people in practice, a lot of times I'll have you just close your eyes because I want you to feel what the body feels because that's what you want to be listening to, not the mind. So it's always like, if the body's telling you, yes, this feels good, this feels stable and I feel strong and I feel like I can go a little further Mm -hmm. than listen to the body. If the mind's telling you we're going to do this, just back off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That first class, I loved it. And I think I mentioned the podcast then it might've been the second class. And I had just decided to start the podcast oh. like two weeks before. And so, and this is kind of backtracking, but as a believer who's doing a, something big, that's a big transition right. for my family. This takes, you know, hours and hours out of the right. week. And we, we cherish family time. Of course. And it was after the first class that I, you know, you said set an intention or a prayer. And I did. And I don't, it was very focused on like God 
I don't know that I'm qualified mm-hmm. for this. And in that time, he was able to comfort me and mm-hmm. and I'm doing the movements. That was a pretty active class too. And so I'm going through the movements, but I'm also hearing from the Lord. And the next time there was another kind of struggle I was having and it was a little bit bigger than the last one. And I went through that and then you took us through the transitions one this last time that we had class and I'm like bawling on my mm-hmm. mat. And I was like, at the beginning, I was like, you need to pull it together because a downward dog with a runny nose is not something <laughs> not, that not anybody <laughs> can like gracefully accomplish. And I really didn't want to move. But I've been telling my friends about it and inviting them. And I said, this is worth being away from mm. your family for an hour. It just is. Yeah. Because it sets you up for, and this is any exercise, but specifically yoga, it sets you up for the rest of the week. Yeah. It helps you to, another thing you say that, I love is, you know, whatever's going on in your mind. Okay. You know, take it. Gently place it off. Yep. If you want to pick it up later, go ahead, pick it up. But otherwise just leave it there. Yeah. Just give yourself permission just for our time together. Right. Just that someone like that you can give yourself permission to lay some stuff down. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I feel that even in my personal practice, I have to remind myself to do that. Mm -hmm. And I instantly feel lighter instantly yeah because it's like okay it's not doesn't mean that I can't pick it back up yeah but at the end of practice lots of times I don't want to pick it back up I forget it's there exactly I'm out the door (laughs) it just feels good to you have to love love yourself as well right you you know yeah that's just it's just interesting yeah it is and it's funny how those little cues those little visualizations Mm -hmm. even you know because my eyes are closed and you're saying like take everything in your head and in my mind I'm kind of like gathering it all Mm -hmm. up and just kind of setting it next to the mat right it's not not important a lot of times or whatever but it's just that and it does your right you just can breathe it's like oh yeah yeah it's pretty great cool I love it so much yay I'm so glad so you said when you started yoga you were a single mom Mm -hmm. and that's amazing single moms with four kids in four years no twins (laughs) are you serious your kids are all that close together they are so close together wow Okay, can you just speak on that? Because a lot of the people who will listen to this are very likely moms. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, single moms, stay-at-home moms, working yeah. moms. And all of those roles have different yeah. challenges. But I think the central win is nobody feels like they have enough time. Right. And so how, I mean, how would you speak to those moms and in, in fitting something like yoga into their life and in a feasible way, right? Yeah. And in a helpful way, because sometimes I'll just say, sometimes I'm like, if I can only do it like once in a while, it doesn't feel like it's worth doing because I can't do it consistently for it to like make a difference. Mm -hmm. But I think that that thinking is wrong a lot of times. Yeah. Well, it's, it, you know, it's hard to be a a woman. It, it, it is. And at the same time, what greater blessing? I mean, I, 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 I love men and I admire them. I can't imagine how hard it is to be a man just like a man can't understand how hard it is to be a woman and the Mm. strength that is involved with being a woman is it's um something i think that as women we don't really think about when it pertains to ourselves a lot of times we'll look at others and um, admire someone else and think my god they have it all together or i wish i could look like that or i wish i could be like that or whatever it is that you imagine in your head that that other person is and the truth is we're all we're all struggling and um where you're at today isn't necessarily going to be where you're at tomorrow it's not where you were probably a year ago i always tell my kids like look at everything for every two years like you know when 
you know, there, there's that thing like, you know, what are you going to do in five years or whatever? I'm always like, look at two years and look at two years ago. Mm. See how much you've gone through in two years, how much you've overcome because it's, it's remarkable. And, you know, you know what you know. So for me, I had four kids in four years. I was working full time. I was uh, being as completely present. God is so sweet and so kind to me. Um, always provided, you know, um, even when I didn't think that there was going to be times that he could possibly provide. He did. He always provided. He always came through. And you know, really starting every day and ending every day with absolute gratitude to, mm. and for his, just for his mercy. He's so, so, so sweet. And, um, and finding humility in that, but, but realizing that, you know, we, I think it's easy to look at others as God's creation, but sometimes it's hard to look at ourselves as God's creation. So mm. in first Corinthians, I think it's chapter 13, love is patient, love is kind. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing a long time ago, someone was saying, what if some speaker, and they were saying, You're, uh, th this is the definition of what love is, right? Like God is love, and this is here, we're kind of bullet pointing what mm -hmm. it is. And ideally, you should be putting your name in front of that. So change love for Stacy. Stacy is kind. Stacy is, mm. um, you know, all of these things. Whatever. She doesn't keep a record of wrongdoing and all these things. And it's for a long time, I, I did that. So when I got remarried, I thought, well, this is how I show up to be a good wife. This is how I show up to be a good mom mm -hmm. is I make sure that I'm that way with others. But it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I realized I had to do the same exact thing with myself, that I have to mm -hmm. be kind to myself. And that means that at some point I have to make myself a priority because that can wow. be really, really difficult to do. Right. I'm yeah. like, girl, don't even get me crying. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, well, Charlie is patient to herself. Right. Charlie is kind to I herself. Mean, that is like, it's unheard of Ooh, usually yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Right. And as a mom to think, I never think of myself that way that I like I'm the person who's happy to do everything for everyone else. And it's hard to accept help, right? Like that mm -hmm. can be really difficult, but even just helping yourself. So Stacey is patient. Stacey is kind. Like, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do for myself. And that's going to make me a better person for everyone around me. It's going to yeah. make me it's going to make me uh, more patient. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make me kinder, like by being able to take care of myself. And this mm. is one of those, those ways that's very specific because I am moving my body. And I've gone to yoga classes where I've shown up with the intention that I'm going to do this class. I love it. It feels great, whatever. And I just lay on my mat the whole time while everybody else is practicing around me just because that's what I need. I need to weep. Yeah. Apparently, that's yeah. what God has said. <laughs> He's like, yeah. today you weep. Yeah, <laughs> do it, I do mm -hmm. other workouts, and then yoga is kind of the secondary, right? Because I come to your class, and then like today, after going to Nashville last weekend, I was so I'm so tired and jet right. lagged, and so I was like, I can't do, I can't be jumping around, right, right. <laughs> and so I I did a yoga practice that good. was pretty active. Yeah. So I think that anything is good, right? So there's so many different types of yoga. So you've done. Um, I like to teach different varieties, yeah, so people can kind of get different ideas because it's not all the same. So we'll do more of an active practice and then we'll do like a yin practice, which is really quiet and really slower based. You know, you're holding postures. We might only do, you know, five postures in that class or you can do a restorative. Mm -hmm. You might only do like three postures mm -hmm. in, a, in an hour class or you can do more of a traditional and maybe you're doing like, you know, 50 postures in a class. Right. Dang. So there's yeah. the, the, it, it just sort of depends. And 
what I always suggest is if you're the type of uh, person who wants to go and do all this active yoga because that feels really good, you have to remember that you need the opposite as well. So that's mm. kind of the yin yang. Yeah. Um, you know, you think about that symbol, the that balance. black and white. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just balancing. And, you know, one completes the other. So just like you have to be awake during the day, you have to you have to rest at night. You can only go so long without that other portion of mm-hmm. it. So I think if you're doing it once a week, if you're doing it every other week, if you're doing it, you know, I wouldn't suggest every day personally, um, well, unless you're doing different, it depends on what it means to mm-hmm. you. So if maybe it's just meditating on the word is, is a form of your practice, then yeah, that's different than like, I'm going to go do hot yoga every day for seven days a week, yeah. which some people do. That's great. But are you, are you really quieting everything down mm. if you're doing that? You know, so yeah. like um, maybe there's maybe there's something in there that God wants to speak to you. But at the same time, you can be doing any other type of movement. You can do like a cardio class. You can go walking. You can do anything. It's ideally just what's going to keep you healthy. But I think that I think for a lot of us, at some point, things become stagnant, right? Like, yeah. oh, I've done this for so long. Or so a little tired of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it feels kind of old and repetitive and I'm not really in it the way that I used to be in it. So it's just like a way of how do I reconnect with either what I'm doing or maybe I find something else that um, complements it yeah. perhaps, right? That so. makes a lot of sense. I feel like our every other rhythm that we've been on is really nice. Yeah. Because every two weeks there's quite a bit that's gotten built up. Right. And so it's kind of strip it down yeah. and get a refresh mentally, which everyday exercise helps me with right. in that way but i feel like it's a deeper yeah it's a deeper mental and spiritual level of exercise yeah. with yoga because it is slow right most of the time yeah you know, but even when well, it's fast it's kind of yeah. slow but i think also with i think what happens with yoga or in my experience what i've heard feedback a lot a lot of feedback from is you know you're so focused on doing the postures right so getting into the posture that the the instructor is leading you into so whatever that is Mm -hmm. and then you're hearing cues of how to align that a little bit better that there's so much and like you're trying to do the right thing you're trying to see what is the instructor doing do I look like that whatever that you're out of your own head like with Mm -hmm. your own thoughts where I feel like I can do um free weights right and I can still be in my head the entire time like I can stand in front of a it's so weird, like, like yeah. it's simple but complex. Right, exactly. Your, because yeah. like you're so, your thoughts, you're just, your thoughts are separate, you know? Yeah. So you, you can't really have that to-do list in your head so much because you have to be paying attention again. And then when you couple that with, let's say, with Christian music and with um, Bible scriptures that are mm-hmm. being fed to you during certain times in the practice, it just resonates in a different way. It lands in a different way that, that can feel profound, yeah. And, and very welcomed. Yeah. That is so cool. What are some resources that we can look into if you're, if you don't have a yoga practice or you don't have a place to go or you don't even know kind of where to start? Well, you where? can follow me. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm Stacy, and it's Rooted in Love Yoga. So I've taken that from Ephesians uh, 3.17 that you are rooted and grounded in love. That's where Rooted in Love Yoga all comes oh, from. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you can follow me on social media, like, you know, the main ones. And then I also have a website, which is rootedinloveyoga.com. And I offer, I have the website, I have videos uh, available. And then on Instagram and Facebook, I'll probably start doing some videos in June as well. uh, Now that 
we have kids moving on and everybody's kind of getting mm-hmm. back to normal. And then I, I lead classes here. So anyone who wants to come yes, there, I yeah. would love that. And then um, if you were interested in uh, maybe looking into doing some sort of sort of instruction or training, Yoga Faith uh, is okay. a great, great option. Just yeah. fantastic. Well, thank you so much. My that was pleasure. so rich. And, you know, yoga, I, I love the places that we went and because it was outside of yoga and it was in yoga and it's just such a rich practice. It's such yeah. a rich thing. It's like, I, I hesitate to call it exercise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so much more than that. It is. I agree. And, um, yeah, you're so gifted. You're really walking Aww, in your calling. Sweet, sweet. And if anyone ever feels like they need any encouragement, just send me a message. I'm happy to encourage all I can and I pray for you. anyone as you just ask me and I promise you I'll pray for, I will pray for you. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs>